Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey, hey. Everybody. My name is Doug and I love movie theaters and I miss them. This is Doug Loves Movies coming to you once again from Dysfunctionalopia with another <laughs> Homes Alone edition. It's Wednesday, October 21st, 2020. And my guests today are Eric Edelstein, Brian Miller, and Ashley Ray. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hey. Yay. I like this part where everybody responds at the same time. <laughs> Let's meet everybody individually, starting with our first timer today. Uh, she hasn't been on the show until right now. It's comedian Ashley Ray. Hi, Ashley. Hey, Doug. I'm so excited to be on the show today. This is just a dream come true for me. Oh, I love hearing that. That's uh <laughs> it's so cool. you know i gotta say Doug, like i, I pe the people out there know i'm a big stoner for 420 weed head they i think out there they call me the black bisexual doug benson actually that oh. is what they refer to me as so that real honor a, to be that here that's an interesting title <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to fit on on stationary though you know you know i keep telling them please stop calling me that actually <laughs> i'm going actually. for more of an arge barker thing they just aren't getting it <laughs> Ashley has a new podcast starting October 23rd called TV, I Say. And yeah. I'm already uh, into that. How, how is that going to go? What's the podcast going to be like? Yeah, so I think, you know, the way you love movies, I love TV. I'm a real TV crowd person, TV club over here. So it's really my my chance to talk to my friends, my favorite comics, people who write TV, not just about, you know, what they're watching now, but their favorite overall tropes, uh, their favorite bottle episodes, uh, their favorite sitcoms. We're going to have people like Steven Weber on the show to talk about Party Down. Uh, so it's just going to be fun. It's just TV, whatever I say it is, reality shows, true crime, everything. And you'll be like uh, making episodes on a weekly basis? Yes, weekly. Right. That's you have to tell people when it comes out every Friday. Yeah. yeah. Friday, starting Friday, October 23rd, which is uh, uh, yes. this, this Friday. I'm learning so much from you right now, Doug. So much. <laughs> well, thank you for being here. We've got uh, two veterans from the show. Uh, I, you know, I did some scrambling. I'm not going to lie. We had, uh, we had a show all set to go on Sunday and I had some tech issues. So we put together, uh, this show and I rescheduled the other guests, but, uh, these two fellas were able to step up and I appreciate it. Starting with, let's say hello to Eric Edelstein. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm, you know, i Proud to say that I won't call you Edelstein ever again. You can, you can call me anything. I know you you say that I can call you either, but I really think you should uh, stick with the correct one. Okay, I will. It's Edelstein, and I want to say I'm a big fan of Ashley on Twitter. She's hysterical. Well, that's uh, you know oh, part of why you're you. here. I make sure that everybody's going to get along, and. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, Twitter's a great way to see. Like, it's so funny. Whenever somebody writes something shitty on Twitter and I and I click up their account, it makes my heart swell when it says, uh, you know, right there, no one you follow follows this <laughs> True. <laughs> it's always like, okay, good. Nobody I like likes this person, so I don't feel so bad. Uh, what have you been up to, Eric? Have you been doing any uh, acting in film and television, uh, you know, safe, safe, safely uh yeah yeah i mean it's wild because i, I bu um built a recording booth in what was a coat closet before covid so it's the weirdest experience like make coffee and then go into this closet to work every day and it's bizarre but i love it and then i just got back from atlanta uh which was definitely very interesting because i'm pretty paranoid of this whole thing and atlanta don't give a fuck <laughs> It, it was amazing. Uh, and, but yeah, I did an episode of uh, creep show out there with uh, Joe Lynch, one of my new f favorite directors. And it was so much darn fun. I've never gotten to play a part like that before. And I I'm really fired up. All right. When is how long until we're going to see that? Uh, I don't probably, I don't know, four to six months. Who knows how long it, it takes to edit all that stuff. But it was just funny because, you know, you never think about the mom of a character actor but she was just shocked I don't die in it. And then, she, and then I'm like, I'm playing a plumber. And she's like, oh, so you're like an evil plumber? I'm like, mom, I don't die and I'm not evil for once. And she's like, Dan, he doesn't die. <laughs> Starts yelling at my dad. How did your mother react to you being in the, the uh, Juggalos movie family? She loved that because she would love to see more nice guy dad parts for me and less uh, neo-Nazis and kidnappers and killers and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, we're taking baby steps here, Doug. I love it. And you are in a short film with our friend Ricky Lindholm. Oh, yes. And it's called I'm All Right. If You're All Right, it premieres Friday at the Austin Film Festival. And Ricky's one of my favorites because she's so nice. Then they yell action, and she's just so mean and horrible to me. And then they yell cut, and she's sweet again, and we're going to get craft services together. So that's a lot more fun than the people that are method that are mean to me during lunch and make me feel like I'm back in junior high again. <laughs> um, so people can find the Austin Film Festival just by Googling it, and then they can yes. see this, this short link film. in my bio on Instagram at Eric J. Edelstein. Oh, I love it. Um, also joining us and very last minute. So I really appreciate it. Brian Miller is back. Hey, Brian. I'm always free. How's it going? Doug? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I think of you. How I think of you. It's just that you're just standing by, uh, right. It's in my club of veils. It just says yes. Yeah. And you're <laughs> holding it down in Minneapolis. How are things over there in the twin cities? Overall. Okay. We got uh, eight inches of snow last night. Uh, really? that was a little rough. <laughs> didn't love yeah. that but uh so it's, but other than that it's good uh, i'm not in creep show but i'm planning to watch it so that's exciting <laughs> everybody <laughs> plays a part in this whole thing it's this show business thing and uh, <laughs> exactly and i i do appreciate i, I didn't know you were snowed in so that uh, makes it you know I, if i had known that i would have uh, even expected a, a yes, even quicker than the one I got, <laughs> but it was still, you're, you're a fast responder. <laughs> I'm a, the, yeah. Yes. Yes. Not often correct, but often fast. I uh, appreciate that. I've, uh, you know, back when we used to do this show in, in clubs in front of an audience, uh, I, I never had the, um, I never had the excuse 10 minutes before our show was going to start that, uh, they, they couldn't find a babysitter. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh that's what happened to me today and we'll reschedule that person who has a baby and that's all i want to say about her <laughs> i'm childless and lonely and snowed in so man i am yeah. ready anytime that's perfect man. i'll clean gutters whatever need people need done well the first question i want to ask everybody before we get into the uh, game portion um and, and we can go in any order as long as you uh, have an answer I assume that my listeners all love movies. So can you recommend an undiscovered gem that might be streaming right now and people can uh, check it out? Does anybody have a... Uh, yeah, I'll go, uh, I'll go a flashback. Uh, a movie I've always wanted to see since coveting the great VHS box art in the 80s. Uh, a movie called Blood Diner. 
uh, look up the poster. It's got just a gorgeous poster. And I remember seeing it as a kid and always wondering, like, I got to know what's in that Blood Diner. And uh, Blood Diner came on Hulu and I watched it. And it's a really great mishmash of like every 80s horror trope in one movie made in the 80s. So Blood Diner. Yes, Mm -hmm. Blood Diner. And what's so sweet so why you, you make it sounds like the poster would be something gross or bloody but it's a beautiful poster yeah it's a, it's just like a really cool like diner um you know kind of almost like an art deco thing with but then in the background it's sort of sort of smoky and gothic uh it's just really striking and it doesn't really have much to do with the movie there is a blood diner of sorts in it but there's possession there's slashers uh i mean it's it's a completely nonsensical movie with almost every possible horror trope thrown in uh, but that's what makes it so fun. <laughs> that reminds me of, uh, I was in a, a horror movie, Return of the Living Dead, part two, and uh, the poster just looks like the, that demon thing that's on the poster for the original Fright Night. And uh, <laughs> it doesn't, you know, it doesn't look like a zombie at all. It just looks like a, some sort of spirit or something. Um, that's where uh, horror movies, I think, probably have the most misleading posters of any, uh, any genre. Absolutely. Um, but so, yeah, Blood, Blood Diner. Blood Diner. I'll Everybody watch Blood Diner and then reach out to Brian with a Y Miller on <laughs> uh, Twitter and let him know if you didn't care for it. Who's next? I'll go. Uh, I, I would recommend Unpregnant on HBO Max. Oh. It's a movie that came out, uh, I think, this last September. I just got around to watching it. Uh, really fun. It's about this teenager who, who needs to get an abortion. Uh, she lives in Missouri and they, she can't get it there, you know, cause it's Missouri. So she has to go to New Mexico on this like fun road trip. It really is funnier than, you know, an abortion movie should be. Yeah, absolutely. The other road trip abortion movies are not laugh. Right. <laughs> yeah. This one. Oh, the, just the hijinks, the hijinks that occur with this abortion. But I did find, I found both of the leads in this movie, the two girls that go on this road trip, I found them extremely appealing. And uh, yeah, the, yeah. Whole thing, the whole thing is, like you say, way more fun than it should be. Uh, but also it's got the, the pointed uh, statement to make about how ridiculous it is that uh, one would have to travel uh, so far just to get an abortion without, without having to run it by her parents is uh is the key factor there yeah and Haley lou richardson and uh barbie ferreira they're the two lead girls just absolutely so funny comedic talents i think you know it, it would really be this kind of heavy-handed political message but they just like i said the hijinks oh these two they're yeah so good with the hijinks. You know, it's a it's a it's a wackier giancarlo esposito than we're used to yeah. Uh, <laughs> it would almost have to be, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Well, he's always the villain, you know, and uh, lately. And um, in this one, he's uh, he's just a fun guy that uh, lends a hand. <laughs> Helps out. Just, yeah. Yeah. You it's, almost think like, oh, no, this is going to be bad. And then you're like, goodness, great. What? A, oh, wow. He's just being a nice creep this time. Yeah. Real twist yeah, for him. <laughs> it's crazy that it's crazy that bugging out from Do the Right Thing has become like the scariest person in American movie <laughs> culture. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. between the boys and uh, Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad. He's just like, he shows up, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> who's, who's he going to have murdered? Um, and in this case, it's just a fetus. That's all. That's all. That's <laughs> that's it. It's okay. <laughs> um, Eric Edelstein. Hi. And I also got to say, Gene Carlo is unreal in Bob Roberts, which is an incredibly prophetic movie. Everybody talks about facing the crowd, Bob Roberts, and he plays an independent journalist named named Bugs Raplin, who's determined to bring down Tim Robbins. But the unknown movie I love, and I I hope it's not unknown much longer. It's about to be streaming. I think right now it's just on DVD. Have any of you ever heard of From the Head? No. From the head, no. From the head is yeah. It was waiting. <laughs> yeah, it seems like there should be more words. Yeah, no, a- from the head because it's from the head. It is written and directed by George Griffith. The entire movie takes place in a Philadelphia strip club bathroom, and it is based on George Griffith's real day job, where he spent years working as a bathroom attendant in a Philadelphia strip club bathroom. It's like no other movie I've ever seen. 
And George is just amazing. And weirdly, if you know George, he was the uh, bad guy, Ray Monroe, in Twin Peaks The Return. And that's only because David Lynch saw from the head, reached out to George. I just think this is fantastic. And George said, can I put that on the DVD? Oh, please do so. Yes. And then he wrote that part for him. But it's all because he saw from the head entire movie in a Philadelphia strip club bathroom. We've never seen anything quite like it. And I love this movie so much. How, how old is this movie? It's maybe seven or eight years old. And, oh, okay. and it's, it's, uh, it's a really stunning work of art. I love it. Undiscovered gem that we can all Yes, see. find it on DVD, but it will be streaming soon. Okay. Well, these are three, uh, three excellent choices. And uh, I appreciate uh, everybody on the show usually starts talking about, you know, TV show. You know, they change the, the question on me. But you all just gave me one movie that you recommend. And yeah. this, this segment worked out nicely. So now I'll say, let the games begin. There's no prizes. It's just for fun and for that pride that you have from winning a silly game. And, um, you know, these days I make the game so that anybody can win. I'll start with something called Josh, Chris, Charles O'Donnell. <laughs> I confuse Josh Charles with Chris O'Donnell all the time. <laughs> I don't know if that's a problem anybody else has, but I'll name a movie. I'll go to you one at a time and I'll name a movie and you tell me if it's got Josh Charles, Chris O'Donnell, or neither. Ooh. And if you get it wrong, the next person We'll go, uh, we'll go in uh, alphabetical order. The next person gets to uh, take a crack at it. And um, after we do a few of them, whoever has the most points wins. Eric Edelstein, Josh Charles, Chris O'Donnell, or neither. The movie is called Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Ooh. Josh Charles. That is a fast and confident yeah. answer. And you are correct. Yes. How did you know that? I, I remember watching that and I remember not seeing Chris O'Donnell in it. So I got to assume <laughs> it's Josh Charles. That is an interesting way to approach it because apparently Josh Charles, his part in this movie was so small uh, or, or he was almost like an extra because he's IMDB says he's uncredited. I've been there. They'll, they'll cut you out in a second. But sometimes, have you been in a movie where they cut you out and then your name's still in the end titles? Yeah, the main thing for me, just, you know, nuts and bolts here, friends, is if I still get residuals. <laughs> yeah. So, truly, I did one. I got hired, signed the contract, and then they replaced me before I, my first day of work with Danny Trejo, which I would replace me with Danny Trejo. <laughs> no beef there but they still got me residuals and that meant the world to me. So yeah, sometimes you, the name's there, but I don't like it if it says uncredited. Cause then I'm like, Oh, you're letting everybody know I got cut out. And of course they always say it's not your fault, but I'm an insecure actor. So I'm like, it was my fault. I, I, I did a scene with Ed Asner and I think about all the time it got cut out and I know it was my fault. I wasn't quite ready for it. Do you think Ed Asner thought you were like a hack? Yeah, I think he did, but he gave me like a, he's like, he was really into a Laker game and he loved Kobe. And then when I got done, he's like, hey, don't lose your effervescence. They'll try to take it from you. Don't let them. Did he accuse you of doing 9-11? He <laughs> that's mentioned kind of an incendiary device in the third tower. I don't want to get too much into it right here. Um, you know, Ed's got some opinions, man. <laughs> Uh, okay, so Eric's on the board with one point. Brian Miller, are you ready? I am. Uh, Charles O'Donnell or neither, don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Josh Charles. That is correct as well. I stole Eric's strategy. I was like, I would have remembered Chris O'Donnell in that, and I don't remember Josh Charles in it, but I would have remembered Chris O'Donnell. Yeah, I guess I don't remember what Charles Charles does and don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. I saw it once at a matinee when it opened and, and then continued to live my life without it. Uh, Ashley, you ready? 
Oh, I guess so. I feel like I'm at a real disadvantage uh, because all white men look the same to me. So, <laughs> right, Looks... that was sort of the joke I was trying to make. Yeah, yeah, and I kind of backfired against uh, the one contestant of color. Yeah, this does feel targeted, actually. So, <laughs> uh, but I am ready, Doug. I'm ready. <laughs> I was just trying to make the point that it's, that all of us mistake a lot of white guys for each other <laughs> yeah i Even you know i think <laughs> coming from my tv background i i know one of them i think from tv so i'm i'm gonna try to do this i'm gonna do okay. my best all right and it could be neither okay charles o'donnell or neither dead poet society okay josh josh charles that is correct Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're I was on like, the board. You're on the I, board. I was like the guy from NCIS Los Angeles. He was not, he didn't, he doesn't have that range. <laughs> yeah. There's no way he could stand on a desk <laughs> and recite poetry the no, way those no. fellas did. Um, all right. We're back to Eric Edelstein and the movie is called cold blooded. I'm going to say Chris O'Donnell. Well, finally, we have an incorrect answer. So we move to Brian. Is it Charles or neither? I'm going to say neither. That is also incorrect. Oh. Ashley? Hey, okay, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go with Josh Charles then. That is correct. You are in the lead with two points. I want to I want to say thank you for setting me up for that one, you guys. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're welcome, friend. Back to Eric. Uh, the film is called The Drowning. The Drowning. I'm going to go Chris O'Donnell. That is incorrect. Right? I'm going to follow a trend here. <laughs> and all white guys do look alike, by the way, because I was brushing my teeth this morning and I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, shit, is Josh Charles here? But he wasn't. Um, I'm going to say Josh Charles. That is correct. <laughs> I don't know what the drowning is. It doesn't sound fun. No. It doesn't sound like it would fill a whole movie, to be honest. Yeah. Just sounds like an incident that they should just, uh, you know, figure out what happened and then yeah. move on. Is he the one who drowned in the movie? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what happens in the drowning. I, well, there's I, a mystery. To me, it feels like a child drowned and then, and then like a child ghost, you know, haunts the, the, Maybe a new family moves into the house and the child ghost haunts them. I'm just guessing. I don't know what it's about. This sounds great. It, I, I believe this is probably better than whatever the movie is actually about. Eric, what would the movie be about if it was a David Lynch film? Well, the thing you have to understand about drowning is it can be absolutely beautiful. <laughs> There's about seven seconds, what I've heard before you break through the other side, where you can attain true transcendence without a mantra and without going into 20 minutes for bliss. So we're just going to have that sucker drown for about an hour and a half and then really get into the bliss. Thank you, David Lynch. <laughs> Fantastic, Douglas. <laughs> oh, now I live to meet David Lynch and be called Douglas by him. <laughs> okay, so we're back to you again, Eric. Okay. This is your chance to uh, tie it all up if you know the answer. Brian has two and Ashley has two. Uh, the film is called The Darwin Awards. The Darwin Awards? Uh-huh. I'm going Chris O'Donnell. Incorrect, Brian. <sighs> I sense a trend. I say Josh Charles. That is correct. And that, <laughs> wow. that makes wow. you, Brian, the winner. Congratulations. Um, yeah, it was Josh Charles was the answer every time. But I found it, I found it intriguing that he had so many movies about being dead or or dying, uh, which I, I consider the Darwin Awards about dying as well. Even though absolutely, I, I have no idea what that movie is either. It doesn't, it sounds, sounds like a, a strange one. And then Josh Charles also has the distinction over Chris O'Donnell of having appeared in uh, Muppets in Space. Ah. Hmm. In case anybody uh, was wondering. Um, but yeah, I went with Josh Charles is the correct answer every time. 
mostly because I prefer him over Chris O'Donnell. Don't. Yeah. Only don't really only know him from NCIS Los Angeles. Really? I, he yes. was in Batman and Robin, right? He's, was, he's a Batman guy. Uh, Chris O'Donnell was Robin. Yeah. 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 He instead of a woman, that's his best movie. Right, getting driven. <laughs> Charlie, uh, my boy. Great movie. Yeah, that's that's an interesting movie if you go back and watch it. Oh my god! You know what? Josh Charles is also in Son of a Woman. I'm pretty sure. Wait, they're both in it. I think Josh Charles really? is a small role in Son of a Woman as one of the other students. Uh, I did not notice that in my research, but that would be fun if it were true. Oh, I could be. It should be true. Tell that Asner it's true. He'll start I could have done Charles, Josh Charles, Char Chris O'Donnell, or both. Yeah. I thought have been in the same thing at some point. Yeah. All right. Scent of a woman. I'm writing that down because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look that up after. But in the meantime, congratulations to Ashley. You won. I'm sorry. Brian won. No. But in my heart, <laughs> Ashley. And, uh, yeah, I was at a disadvantage, and I, I think I, I did pretty well. I think so. I really do. So um, we will be back with uh, the second and final game of today after these messages. We'll be right back. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. We're back. <laughs> and now it's time to play Weird Algorithm. Ooh. I think Brian might have played this before. I don't you remember so. playing this, Brian? I don't think I have done this one. All right. Well, good. Then I'll explain it to all three of you. It's called Weird Algorithm because uh, the IMDb website, the International Movie Database, uh, has this thing now where when you cl click on the cast of a film, it'll list them in the order that they're billed. Oh yeah. But then you can hit refine by popularity and it reorders the entire cast. If it's a cast of 200 people, they'll all be on there, but in order of their popularity, according to IMDb. And this is, you know, very fluid. People's popularity changes, you know, from day to day based on, you know, whether or not they're trending on the internet or what have you. So the, the answers get quite tricky. And so anybody can win. I will name a movie. And since it's uh, October, it's all scary movies because Doug loves scary movies. And we'll start with... Uh, Again, we'll go Eric, Brian, Ashley, but each of you will get a chance to go first and you can have the same answer. You don't have to have different answers if you think, if, you, if two or three of you think the same thing. I'll name a movie. You tell me who you think's the top build person according to this popularity index. And then uh, that's worth three points if you nail it. You get two points if the person was second build and one point if they're third build. Most points after three rounds wins, and uh, everybody gets a chance to go first. And you can also, you know, discuss your answers out loud. You can uh, walk us through your thoughts. Ready, Eric? I am. The film is Black Swan. Boy. Not a conventional horror movie, but... Still very terrifying. But very horrific, yes. Lots of... Lots of Violent imagery and behaviors. Mm. What do you think? Who do you think in that movie would get the number one spot I mean, we're on this day in history? Once again, between Portman and Kunis, it's probably neck and neck. I'm going to go Natalie Portman. All right. Eric thinks 
Natalie Portman would be number one. Brian. Yeah, so I have played this game, and the, I, the thing I remembered about it is that it is very tricky because it's, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, it's always like, oh, someone was in a State Farm commercial yesterday, and their popularity is really high. Um, there's some strange people in this movie. I think I remember one of the Marvel guys is in this movie. One of the, um, the Winter Soldier guy. Yeah, Sebastian right? Stan Sebastian is in Stan. Black Swan. I do not even remember him in it. I, I remember his face because I just, I, I, and I just rewatched Black Swan and I was like, oh yeah, Marvel guy. Um, I'm going to go with that just because Sebastian Stan is in Marvel movies a lot. And he's, he's, and then yeah. he's in that new Disney Plus show. That's got to help. Oh, he is? Yeah, he's, he's uh, Falcon I think and he's Winter a, Soldier, right? I think he's a really good actor. Like he's very, his appearance is very different every time you see him. So it's hard to nail him down. Like he's also Jeff Galuli in uh, I, Tanya. <laughs> yeah, oh, very great. good is Galuli. So good is Galuli. Yeah, almost it's unrecognizable. How good he yeah. is in that movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, okay, so that's what you're going with, Brian. Yeah. All right. What do you think, Ashley? Okay, you know, I'm I'm gonna go a little different. I'm gonna go with Winona Ryder. Ooh. Yeah, that was my second. That was my second guess. Uh, the, yeah, because I was like, I was gonna go superhero guy. You took that. I'm gonna stick with the women and go with Winona. Okay. Let's break it down. Uh, starting with, I'll go all the way back to fourth place since her name did come up. Uh, Mila Kunis Ooh. is listed fourth. She needs to get out there and do something. There, you know, when's Bad Moms Three gonna come out? <laughs> you know. She'll she'll rock it to the top of the popularity index uh, if that trilogy gets completed. Uh, coming in at number three, Sebastian Stan. Nice All right. pull on that one. That's uh, one point for Brian. And then number two is Natalie Portman. Uh-huh. So Eric picks up two points for that. And the number one person in Black Swan. Come on. Is the title character. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's uh, Winona Ryder. Yes. You well did it. Done. My girl. That's yeah. my girl. Always trust in Winona. Trust in Winona. That's a, that's a good way to live, I think. But she, um, I guess she's, I, obviously she's still on uh, Stranger Things is still an ongoing smash success. But uh what else would make her more popular today than Natalie Portman? Is there something else that happened with Winona Ryder lately? I wonder if it was just Beetlejuice traffic, you know? Like, oh, yeah. yeah, I think Halloween there's time. Beetlejuice. There was something with like uh, some Johnny Depp drama with her. And then she dated Keanu Reeves or something. And he was back in the news. See, she dates a lot of famous people. I was banking on that, too. Yeah, she's been with some of these, uh, some of the... Uh, bigger male movie stars. And um, so I, I hope that's not the reason she's number one. I hope it's just because she's great. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, of course, on Stranger Things, she's, uh, you know, she's the top billed uh, person in that. Dave, David Harbour was a character actor people weren't that familiar with. They just sit around confusing him with Eric Edelstein. <laughs> <laughs> You've been reading my mail. <laughs> Has anybody ever thought you were David Harbour? Yeah, and it's a real disappointing feeling when people realize that I'm not. <laughs> I'll just say that. And I can almost tell now, because it'll happen a couple times, depending on facial hair. And I kind of know where my level of excitement if somebody comes up to me, which is, you know, a medium. Like, hey! And then there's been a couple times where they're, like, shaking, and I'm like, oh, man, this... And I'll kind of be like, yeah, I'm not him. And they're like, you're really not... And even once in Europe, someone kept thought I was being difficult and denying him. And I'm like, I swear I'm not. And then I had to pull up my own IMDb to convince them. And then they kind of went, oh, okay. And then I had to walk them through what they might have seen me in. And then they remembered. But I'm great with it. It's all good. I mean, at least you're not a guy walking around getting mistaken for David Harbour that can't back it up with, but I am in these movies. <laughs> yeah. Doug, you know? Doug, you'd be surprised how little people care if you die and stuff. Like, <laughs> I learned that the hard way at the first convention. I'm like, these autograph pictures of me getting eaten by a dinosaur are going to fly out the window. But like, people are fired up to talk to you for a second, but not to like commemorate your death. <laughs> yeah, death is a, is a sad 
sad thing. It's a weird thing. <laughs> Actually, I, the, I had a really uh, awkward experience like that based off uh, doing Doug Loves Movies. It was like right after the first time I'd done the show, and it was like three nights later, and I was in a bar in Fargo before a, a, a show, and the guy goes, hey, man, I recognize your, your name. You were on Doug Loves Movies this week, man. That is my favorite podcast. I love that show. And I was like, oh, that's great. Can I get a free Miller Lite? And he goes, nah. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even worth one free Miller Lite, this guy's <laughs> enthusiasm for me. But I love, wow. I love your attitude. Just like, oh, this guy likes me. What can he give me yeah. for free right now? Yeah, that was what I had saw immediately. So I was like, that. Point me to that. Let's do yeah, that. I, yeah. I mean, as a black woman, I'm mostly just confused with pretty much any other black woman at any other time. I get Raven Simone a lot. Uh, so you know, yeah, I, I don't know what you're gonna get from from people thinking you're Raven Simone, but I maybe some sympathy. <laughs> yeah, I hate to do it. Can I drop a quick Raven Simone COVID story? <laughs> Please. I mean, it, I know it happens a lot. It's very timely. No, for real. So, so I was, I'm totally and was like hyper vigilant with COVID. And as you know, you may or may not know, my wife is a dog groomer, and she's now moved to Larchmont. But it was at our house up until the end of August. And I was like, please, we please just make sure people wear masks dropping off their dogs. We have a fence that they can stay 10 feet away. I look back one day and there's somebody not wearing a mask and it's Raven Simone. Like, well, and on this, can you cut the poodle this way? And I mean, I like, I, I was seriously upset. And I'm like, how can she not wear a mask? And again, my wife's like, you're crazy. She's 15 feet away. I'm like, well, I know I'm probably crazy, but let's get a mask on Raven. I know why she doesn't wear a mask. Who would know it's Raven Simone if she if she wore a mask? <laughs> I think you're on to something. Because I will say, I told my wife recently, because so much of any time I go out, and I'm thrilled to do it, is people going, where do I know you from? Yeah, we got, I go to high school with you, and I'll walk them through it. And now, just nothing. Nothing at all. And I'm like, hey, this used to be a thing, friends. No one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get actually, a mask with your IMDb credits on it. I know. <laughs> I want to apologize to Raven because Eric, that was actually me that day. Uh, oh my so. God. This is so, oh, it happens man. all the time. Like I oh, said, no, so actually, Twitter, uh, I'm sorry. so sorry. I'm part of the problem. Yeah. It's I'm fine. definitely going to start saying when I see somebody without a mask, that's so Raven. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say she should not, she had no need to wear a mask. She was 15 feet away. This was my hypervigilance and, and Raven I'm sure is as, as, afraid of COVID as we all are. She probably had a mask in the car. Oh, I think she was holding on to it. I, I have real problems. I have a lot of people really, really cling to this idea that having a mask nearby is enough. I see so many yeah. people walking around <laughs> holding their mask in their hand. <laughs> yeah, I had a guy just wave his at me one time. He was walking past and he just waved it like, I have it, so, you know. Like it's a talisman or something? Like. <laughs> It's here. It's ready to be put into service. If, you know, if, if, we're if need be. <laughs> All right. Time for round two. Ashley is uh, in the lead with three points. Eric has two and Brian has one. Brian gets to go first this round. And the film is another, not a, necessarily a traditional horror film, but it's still disturbing enough to make the cut in my mind. American Psycho. Oh, mm. gosh. Yeah, who do you think from American wow. Psycho is the most popular right now? Man, there's so, oh, man, there's so many actresses in that. Briefly, <laughs> thanks to Christian Bale's character. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Batman still keeps Bale up top. That's what I think. You're going Christian Bale. I'm going Christian Bale. Okay. Uh, Ashley, you could also go Christian Bale or come up with uh, somebody else. Uh, okay, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but I Reese Witherspoon is in it, right? Oh yeah. Okay, because I'm going her. She just she just had this phenomenal run of TV shows that came out nominated for Emmys. I gotta go with Reese. That's the answer. That's gonna be yeah. the answer. She's really been. Uh, she's been. She's been working. And uh, and producing, like she's uh, guiding yeah. her own shit. She's like turning every book into a TV show that she can make herself the star of, and they're all so good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, that's going to come up on your new podcast. Oh, oh yeah. We'll be talking about Big Little Lies. I should just do a whole episode for Reese Witherspoon, honestly. Did you, 
enjoy Big Little Lies? I, you know, uh, yeah, sure. I guess it's pretty. I they all definitely were acting very good. Um, I love how beautiful it was. I can't say that I cared about these like incredibly rich white women, uh, but goodness, were they nice to look at? Yeah, it had a real, it had a mood. The soundtrack was good because they had that. They had that little yeah. girl character who was uh, precocious and loved cool music. Yeah, I always and, love uh, a precocious little girl character who's just like, ah, I get it. My parents yeah. don't. <laughs> and because, you know, those little ac- that little actress is pretty much that way off camera as well. Like she's she's got it together, even though she's 10 or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that that series, I like the second season better because they got rid of that that thing where for the entire first season, they kept just showing glimpses of people talking about what had happened. Yeah. Like they were being interrogated. Yeah. And I, that was a, I didn't like that device. Yeah. I never liked that device The like, Oh, revealing eventually people are going to be, you know, interrogated in in a prison room. It's like, okay, you're taking away all the drama of, of whatever happens. But the second season, I was just like, I don't know. I feel like, like the police would just be like, come on, we have questions. I just was so suspicious all the time. And you're just like, it's very clear these women did something, right? Like everybody, (laughs) like, are they just that beautiful that people are like, their their body weight index is too low. They couldn't murder someone. Yeah, well, their biggest foe in that second season is just uh, Meryl Streep as a, you know, (laughs) nasty old white woman. And so- Who's just not impressed by them. So like her biggest thing is she's just like, I'm not impressed by you. And I think you killed my son. Yeah, she's like, um, she's like the Shania Twain of the situation. <laughs> <laughs> you killed my son and that doesn't impress me much. <laughs> Don't impress me much. <laughs> um, uh, so Eric, you're left to uh, weigh in on this one. I'm just going to have to bank on all the kids that fetishize the Joker and his worldview and hope somehow Jared Leto crack that top two. Oh, mm. that's an interesting one. Uh, okay. So Brian, you want to stay locked in and Christian Bale or do you, do you know your second? I'll stick with, I'll stick with Bale, but I do think Reese Witherspoon is going to be the answer. <laughs> okay. And uh, so Ashley's going with Reese and Eric's going with uh, Leto and Interestingly enough, out of the entire cast, coming in at number nine for, I assume, just an appearance like in a a picture or something on screen, Ronald Reagan. (laughs) (laughs) Because I guess I I seem to recall that that, that Patrick Bateman character was super into Reaganomics and Ronald Reagan. So he probably had like a framed picture of him in his home or something. Uh, Jumping ahead to number seven, because I just thought it was interesting, Willem Dafoe. And oh, then yeah. number five, sorry, Eric. Number five is is uh, Jared Leto. Fair. Nice. And then uh, coming in number three was Chloe Sevigny. Ooh, that was I almost went with that one too. She had uh, she was on that TV show. What was it called? Big Love. Yeah, mm-hmm. she was on Big Love, but I couldn't think of anything recent that she's really done. But she did just have a, a like a photo shoot come out for something. Yeah. She just played like a supportive mom in something. Yeah, I feel like she's reaching that age as like an actress where she's coming up as like the supportive mom, like, you know, where Winona was with Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she had an arc on Justified where she played some trailer park trash. And uh, yeah, she, she works uh, pretty uh, consistently. And I always like her. Uh, but that, that big love show, I could never, I could never get into sympathizing with the concept of uh, a, a guy having multiple wives. Yeah, it's, it's not a very good show. Of course, I've seen it because I've seen everything, but it's, it's not worth it. You're not missing anything. <laughs> um, yeah, it just doesn't seem to be one of those shows people are like wishing, you know, that there'd be a reboot or something, you know. Yeah, no, it's, there's no one to root for. It's like, oh, is it the guy who has three wives and wants to make, I, I don't know, mainstream cult polyamory or the people who are like, we just want to marry our daughters. Uh, <laughs> those are the, the, yeah, the heroes and villains in Big Love. Yeah. So. It was weird. It was a weird show. Um, number two, who said Reese Witherspoon? I did. Two points for you, Ashley. How is she number two? Because... 
Number one is, I assume, the title character, <laughs> the American psycho himself, Christian Bale. Uh, People love yeah. Batman. They will not stop talking about Batman uh, ever. Who, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, is uh, is the new Batman with uh, what's his name, Pattinson? Is that gonna is that gonna make people forget Christian Bale, or is he just gonna be the the most the biggest Batman of all time? I don't know. Those Nolan people are just, I mean, I like Christopher Nolan movies, but they, you know, they're a, a loud group on the internet. So I assume they, they do a lot of clicking. It's Christian true. Bale. They get really yeah. mad if you don't, if you, uh, you know, don't understand Tenet or find Inception to be absolutely lacking any heart. <laughs> it's weird. It's, I feel like Christopher Nolan people are people who have pretty good taste, but have never seen any other movies. Yeah, you're, you're like, yeah, it's good, but you know there are other there are movies, other things. Right? There, you know, there are things that that are better than this that came before this, and they're just not really interested in in, in going there. Like yeah. if somebody's crying in a Christopher Nolan movie, I'm not crying along with them. I'm just watching somebody <laughs> cry. You know, like I don't get into the characters and what they're going through, even though he he does do some cool stuff probably making people angry right now yeah i i don't know i'm I'm a little disappointed that that my girl reese wasn't number one this feels a little like sexism (laughs) who's your guy's favorite batman though like mine's michael keaton not even close but i'm probably dating myself who is it for you all um Well, I, I mean, I'm very young. Like, I'm very young. Uh, I'm not <laughs> not even in my 30s. So I have to go with Christian Bale because that's that's the one that came out, you know, for me when I was in high school and it was so hot and his voice was all dark and scary. So Bale's my Batman, I got to say. Adam West all the way. Respect. Respect. Uh, I, you know, I don't I was, think I was alive when he did that, right? I, I wasn't either, but it doesn't matter. It's so great. You, that show, I, I thought... I didn't realize how much until I rewatched it recently that it wasn't an accident. It was so funny. It's a really, really funny show uh, for adults wrapped in a silly kid show. Yeah, they definitely went for jokes and stuff in that show and had a lot of really excellent uh, character actors playing all the villains and really like seeming to have a very good time doing it. Yeah, the color schemes are just popping everywhere and then you'd be watching and it's like, oh, it's Vincent Price. You know, Ben Johnson is in this episode. All these old actors. I love it. Yeah, Ashley's probably a big Ben Johnson fan. <laughs> uh, is that the guy from Gandhi? <laughs> ben Kingsley <laughs> <the> Gandhi. <laughs> um, but that's, a, Ashley, do you have to tell people on the phone that, do you have to say often, I'm not 30 yet? Because you, you sound older than you are. I think I do have to tell people my age all the time. People always think I'm older. Uh, I, I I don't really know why. I guess I, I do have like a long career or something. People are always like, oh, you've been doing this for so long. Uh, so I, I think I always have to remind people. But for a long time, I was lying on the Internet and saying my age was 25 just because I thought it was funny. Uh, and then one day I was like talking about some show and people were just like, you don't know anything about that. You're too young. And I was just like, what are you guys talking about? I'm like 29 years old. Like. Yeah. So, you know, but in the, in this, in the context of this conversation, just really want to point out how much younger I am than all of you. (laughs) That really was my point. It's important. I do look like a young Josh Charles. So there's that. (laughs) A young, a young Josh Charles. He's an age. He still looks the same. Yeah. I forgot to say when, (laughs) when people say I look like Raven Simone, they mean from the Cosby show actually. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay, so um, Ashley gets to go first this round and, and is leading with five points. Brian has four, Eric has two. So Eric, just to even tie, has to really come on strong here. Wow, okay. And since it's uh, almost, you know, it's October and also Christmas is approaching, I went with a fairly recent scary Christmas movie called Krampus. Oh. Uh. What do you all know about Krampus? I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> I think Adam I, Scott's people, in that, right? People liked it, but I was I was kind of uh, I it, I didn't like it that much. Um, but it's got some solid people in it. Dave Keckner, Adam Scott, Tony Is, Collette. Uh, to- yeah, okay, yeah, Tony Collette. I was gonna say I think I remember her doing a weird Christmas thing. 
Yeah, she's in there. Um, Allison Tolman from uh, from that first season of Fargo that was so great. It, it's not a bad movie, but it's like it should have been a little scarier or a little funnier. Either one. Right. It was kind of too much down the middle. Yeah, it had too many comedic faces in it to be like not. Com- as it should have been more comedic. I think. When did this come out? Recently. I came out in the in the uh, tens, so I think around t- 2013. Okay. I think. David Koechner is just like in a different movie than everybody else. He's in like the Will Ferrell, Adam McKay version of the movie the whole time. <laughs> That's the king right there. He's very funny. <laughs> there you go. No, but it could have been. It could have been like the, Ke- the movie Koechner was in, or it could have been the movie Tony Collette should have been in, but it was both at the same time. You know. Wow. Yeah, Tony Collette is. Um, She's she, amazing. She commits. That movie that's uh, streaming now, uh, I'm thinking of ending things. Yeah. Yeah. She gives a really wild uh, performance in that. She was my favorite part, probably. It got more interesting when she was around. Like, it was easier to watch because at least something was happening. It was such a. Uh, <laughs> Such a slow movie. It's that's that's an example of a movie where I was it was torture to sit through, but then once it was over, I was happy to have had the experience. Yeah, it was one of those movies for me that made me go see. This is why I'm TV club. Uh, my attention span doesn't work like this. Yeah, yeah. it's a real brain buster uh, because you know it's just one of those movies where you spend most of the time trying to figure out what the heck is happening, but it also is very slow. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right. So what do you want to commit to for uh, Krampus? I mean, I, Ashley. I'm going to have to go with Tony Collette because she is the only person I've heard of who's in this movie uh, and I don't know anyone else in it. So yeah, Tony Collette. <laughs> you know, Adam Scott from, uh, Oh yeah. yeah. Party down. Yeah. Yeah. From party. party down. You know, actually I'm going to change my answer to Adam Scott because I personally was recently tweeting about party down and I believe that I have that much impact on the zeitgeist. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Adam Scott. Okay. What do you think, Eric? Well, let's see. I'm very biased because Allison Tolan played my wife and family and David Koechner, my brother in twin peaks. But is the popularity the most up-to-date, like, as of today, people searching? I guess so. I mean, as of when I looked all this up, which is probably... Okay, well, I need a Hail Mary here because I'm way down. So I'm going to go based on, because she sadly recently passed away, Conchata Farrell from Two and a Half Men. Oh! So I'm going to say that there is the, and every character actor doesn't look forward to this there is the inevitable imdb death bump and so i'm gonna go conchata ferrell she's great by the way she's amazing in everything yeah amazing in everything yeah she managed to be she got out of that whole two and a half men thing without uh, she got out unscathed <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think really she, yeah she came out probably ahead of everyone on that I mean, she was the best character because she's the only person that would tell Charlie Sheen what a piece of shit he was. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, Brian, what do you think? Well, that that's, that's the answer. That is genius, and I wouldn't have thought of that. So I'm not going to steal that answer. Um, I was going to say Tony Collette. I wanted to say Tony Collette. For sheer game purposes, I need to beat Ashley by one point. So uh, I was going to say Keckner just to be different and then thought, but to maybe get, snag a point. But since she changed her answer, uh, I'm going to go Tony Collette. I think she's going to get the Halloween bump. I think everyone's talking hereditary. Everyone's Photoshopping uh, pieces of pizza into Tony Collette's mouth. Have you seen that? Yeah. That's pretty funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. Why are they doing that? All the smooth scenes where she's screaming. If you Photoshop hot pizza into her mouth, she just looks like somebody who took a bite of really hot pizza and it's surprisingly effective. <laughs> yeah. She screams a lot in her movies. She makes the greatest like disturbed face, you know, like that, that, that face she makes when she's like too terrified to even make a noise. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I'm going to shout out United States of Tara because TV fan here, that show was so good. Her range, just what she could do. It was uh, insane. It was uh, the, the ability to play, you know, all of those characters and move from one to the other, even, even without costume changes in some cases, because sometimes she'd change personality mid sentence. Yeah. And uh, yeah, she was so good on that show. I got tired of it being about her, 
you know, her having the multiple personalities because the show was so well written that Brie Larson's character and uh, her brother, like all the other characters were so well drawn. The show became kind of interesting aside from the, the multiple personality hook. Yeah. And they kind of were relying on it more with like, oh, maybe she's going to have a gay lover personality and all this stuff. And it was like, you don't have to do all this. Just just lean into the show. It's a good show. Yeah, it was good. Okay, um, so Ashley's going with. I'm not. Oh, not good. En- not a good enough show to get me to change my answer. It's still Adam Scott. Okay, and then um, Eric's got Conchata Farrell, and Brian has Tony Collette. Yeah. Um, very interesting finish here. Unfortunately, Ashley, Adam Scott came in in fifth place here. Oh, that's worse than I thought. That's I thought he would have done better because he had that show that was played this summer on ABC called Don't. Yeah, and he they, he was in the Parks and Rec. They did a reunion episode, and they did they did a COVID episode. Um, fourth place was Allison Tolman. In third, the voice of a character called Lumpy, <laughs> Seth Green. Do you remember a character named Lumpy? There's also a character named Clumpy that Justin Roiland was the voice of. So I guess a couple of weird. Oh, I don't remember that at all. (laughs) Yeah, I don't remember it either. (laughs) And uh, coming in at number two is Tony Collette. Nice. So that gives Brian six points total. And Eric, that was a really amazing move you pulled right there. You really did almost come from behind for a tie because number one is rest in peace, Conchata Farrell. But that's the thing that all of us character actors have to look forward to is one day we will have a death bump and we won't be around to enjoy it, but that's the life we chose and that's Hollywood. Well, I hope I go before you, Eric, but if I don't, I'll play this game with something you were in. You promise? Really? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Doug. We'll do do Eric Edelstein or Josh Charles. <laughs> yeah, I'm a bear. I, I self-identify as a bear, so they confuse me with Drew Powell, a few other, a few other bears. Uh, so that means that uh, Brian managed to pull this out with uh, six points total to to Ashley's five. So congratulations, Brian. But also very strong showing, Ashley, especially considering that I just picked a bunch of movies full of white people. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I should have stuck with Tony. It was, it was hubris that got me in the end. Uh, <laughs> my, my tweets about party down did not give Adam Scott the bump he needed. It should have. Uh, so congrats to Brian. And uh, like I said earlier, there's no, there's no prizes, just pride. But I hear that that uh, helps you to have more uh, COVID immunity. If you're full of pride, <laughs> you're full of personal pride. Ashley Ray, first time guest, her show, that I'm looking forward to TV, I say, will be available wherever you get your podcast starting this Friday, October 23rd. That's right. October 23rd. It's going to be so fun. Please listen. Uh, you can check us out at theashleyray.com slash TV. I say pod or at TV. I say pod on every, you know, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Oh, you got accounts for the podcast. Oh yeah. I got accounts. You can subscribe already on Apple podcast, Google pod. You can, as soon as the first episode goes live on live on Friday, you can know. Yeah, that's smart. I, uh, you know, I finally made a Douglas movies Twitter and I'm, I, I love it because I just, I can just go there and just talk movies. And then my regular Twitter is just full of, you know, political nonsense. Yeah. That's, that was what I kind of had to do. A lot of people love my Twitter feed. Thank you everyone who does, but I will admit it gets pretty crazy. And there are the people who are like, I just want your TV opinions, not, you know, whatever you're like, doing with cum and breast milk today so <laughs> uh brian miller yeah uh i'm going to be recording uh a project for helium records it's going to be november 19th 20th and 21st at acme comedy company and uh it, it's going to have a tight turnaround we're writing it now it's supposed to be out early december so uh i'll be posting some information about that once we get the uh the contract signed and everything underway what's your twitter handle uh, at real Brian Miller and uh, spell it with a Y. Brian with a Y. Yeah, it's a weird way to spell real, but it's real <laughs> with a Y. Brian Miller. Thank you, Brian. 
And Eric J. Edelstein on the socials, yes? That's it. That's it. So everybody check out I'm All Right If You're All Right, Austin Film Fest. And then I have a new show coming out that I'm not supposed to announce yet, but it's for kids and it will be a lot of fun. And then Creep Show. And then Ashley, bring me on your podcast. Oh my gosh, please. I was going to ask. Oh my no, God, I was going to ask. Are you kidding? I, you want the real truth on Chris Pratt, one of the greatest human beings in the world? I'm right here. I want to defend the man. Twitter was annoying me to be continued. Okay. I'm so ready for this whole conversation. Oh, yes. friend, it's on. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, I will be doing a uh, sit-down internet stand-up show on November 7th at 4.20 Pacific time. You can go to rushticks.com to uh, sign up for that. It's only 10 bucks. I'll have a couple of special guests and it uh, should be a lot of fun. Thank you to all my guests today, Eric J. Edelstein, Real Brian Miller, and Ashley Ray. Um, as always, I always end with the last line from uh, a movie. And um, in this particular case, it's uh, since it is October, I'm going with the last line from the movie Practical Magic. There is no man Jilly, only that moon. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky. There's no room in his heart.